0: welcome to a beggar who found bread i'm brad alexander your host and resident beggar who found bread seeking the strength to tell others where i found it the bread of life messiah yeshua he is the bread i am the beggar this episode Stronger Than Death. You can credit the Black Label Society for the title on this one, though eh, I don't necessarily recommend that song to lift your spirits. The title does work here. Black Label Society was formed by Zach Wilde, who also played a little guitar for a dude named Ozzy Osbourne. Eh, don't have much else to say about that, because I'm kind of stoked about today's topic. I'm really stoked about it and want to jump in. And it's not about the music anyway. It's about the message stronger than death. There is an interesting and amazing provision in the Torah, in the scriptures for a bride, a woman whose husband dies before she has children, specifically a son to be an heir to the family. If there's a brother who has no heir, he is to marry the widow and together have an heir to the family. This is absolutely a picture of God's grace and mercy, certainly for the woman as well as for the family. It's called the Goel in Hebrew, the law of the Goel. And that word Goel means redeemer. The explanation of this is found in Deuteronomy chapter 25, beginning at verse 5. If brothers dwell together and one of them dies and has no son, the dead man's wife is not to be married outside to a stranger. Her husband's brother is to go to her and take her as his wife and perform the duty of a brother-in-law. Now, the firstborn that she bears is to carry on the name of his dead brother so that his name will not be blotted out of Israel. But, If the man does not want to take his brother's widow, his brother's widow is to go to the elders at the gate and say, my brother-in-law refuses to carry on his brother's name in Israel. He is unwilling to perform a brother-in-law's duty for me. Then the elders of his town are to summon him and to speak to him. And if he stands firm and says, I do not desire to take her, then His brother's widow is to come to him in the sight of the elders, pull his sandal off his foot, spit in his face, and reply, so will it be done to the man who does not build up his brother's house. Then his name is to be called in Israel, the house of the pulled-off sandal. The first son, born to the Goel, the kinsman-redeemer, is to be the heir of the brother who died. So though he is dead, there is an heir to carry on his name. All subsequent children are those of the Goel, the kinsman redeemer. There's an exchange between the Sadducees and Yeshua about this, where the Sadducees, who do not believe in resurrection, try to trick Yeshua. Uh, It's found in Matthew 22. It's also in Mark chapter 12. And the Sadducees spell out this scenario where there were seven brothers. The first married a woman and he died with no heir. So the second married her and also died with no heir. The same happens with all seven brothers. And so they ask, which brother's wife is she at the resurrection? And Yeshua responds in uh, Matthew chapter 22, verses 29 through 32. But answering, Yeshua said to them, You've gone astray because you don't understand the scriptures or the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, haven't you read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob? He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. So Yeshua calls them out for their deceit and their lack of understanding of Torah. There are two examples of the law of the Goel, which occur in the genealogy of Messiah Yeshua, where the Goel provision happens. And so we read of it in the account of Ruth, certainly, probably, most notably or most well-known her husband Malon, the son of Elimelech and Naomi died before they had children. So Ruth went to Bethlehem with Naomi, her mother-in-law where eventually Ruth would be redeemed by a Goel, a kinsman redeemer Boaz. He's a member of her, her husband's family and together they will produce an heir. So, How awesome is it that Ruth's Redeemer is found in Bethlehem, the house of bread, where we know the Redeemer of mankind was born, Yeshua HaMashiach. There was actually one person who was closer to Elimelech and Naomi's family um, who would have been the Goel, the Redeemer. Boaz explained to this name, and the guy in scripture, is, uh, his name does not appear. He's just referred to as the Goel. But he, uh, Boaz explains to him that he's responsible to redeem Naomi. She was a widow and her sons died without heirs. And it, with her, he was also to redeem her daughter-in-law, Ruth. Well, the man declines. He's concerned actually about an heir for himself. He knows that the firstborn son would be considered Malan's heir. And in in Ruth chapter four, we read in verse seven, the man removed his sandal and gave it to Boaz. This was a sign that he yielded his responsibility as Goel to Boaz. And Boaz is the kinsman redeemer. The other place in Yeshua's genealogy where we see uh, the, the provision for the Goel is actually with Judah and Tamar. Now, this situation didn't play out as probably we might have tried to script it um, or that we, we might expect when we, when we read through it. And yet, Adonai turns man's messes into miracles, leading... To Messiah. You can read about it. It's in Genesis 38. Read through the entire chapter. Quick nutshell, and what we see is Judah's firstborn son, Ur, marries Tamar. He dies before having an heir. And actually, as you read it, Adonai took Ur's life because he was evil. So he didn't have an heir. Then the same happens with Judah's second son, Onan. Adonai takes his life before he has an heir uh, through Tamar because he also was evil. So Judah tells Tamar that his youngest son, Shelah, will marry her. She just needs to wait for him to become of age. Judah was actually scared for his son Shelah that the same fate would befall him. So he was kind of trying to manipulate the situation and, and hold things off. Adonai Elohim, the Lord, our God, is going to accomplish his will. See, Messiah would come through the tribe of Judah. He was going to come from Judah. And so in what is really maybe a difficult situation to wrap our minds around, Judah becomes the redeemer of his disobedient sons and father's twins with Tamar. Judah's sons, his firstborn, Er, whose name was, means wild ass or donkey. Onan, whose name means pain, force, or iniquity. And Shelah, which means one that breaks or unties. So, through Judah, Adonai redeems the wild unrestrained of pain and iniquity, those who break or untie themselves from Torah. The twins born of Judah and Tamar are Perez and Zerah. And those names mean bursting forth and brilliance respectively. And it is Perez uh, bursting forth who is mentioned in the lineage of Yeshua. And of course, in both these instances, they, these are both with Ruth and with, with Judah, what we see and Tamar, we see pictures of what God would do through Messiah Yeshua, the living, risen Redeemer of mankind. There are connections through, through the law of the Goel and these two accounts that Yeshua fulfills and will complete. Certainly we see in Judah, a picture of Messiah as God's children were disobedient, unrestrained, full of iniquity and breaking from Torah. God himself becomes the redeemer of his family in Messiah Yeshua as Judah redeemed his family. Also, Adonai takes the life of yeshua certainly not for anything he did but for the unrestrained iniquity of his children god took yeshua's life and of course raised him from the dead and even think about think about something john the baptist said as we tie all these things together with the, with the law of the goel and the statement as always, it seems to me as this just this wonderful statement of reverence and humility regarding Yeshua. in in Luke chapter three and also in John one, John the Baptist says that there is one coming after him, Yeshua, whose sandals he is not worthy to untie. It's an incredibly reverent and humble thing to say. But also consider this, John is related to Yeshua. They are cousins. So as a relative, he could be a kinsman redeemer in that family line. But it would require, of course, Yeshua to remove his sandal and give up his responsibility, which Yeshua wasn't going to do. But to him, of him, John says, I am not worthy to untie his sandals. And to me, I see this picture, all these connections with the law of Goel, the Redeemer. In Ruth, we see she was married to Malon. And the definition of his name is sickness. And no, I don't think that Elimelech and Naomi were necessarily fans of the band Disturbed. Um, Boaz who is from Bethlehem, is a picture of Messiah. And you can see that, and that, that is uh, very easily displayed as you read the story of Ruth and Boaz. He is a picture of Messiah, and his name means strength is within him. So he, Boaz, redeems Ruth from Malon sickness. They have a son, Boaz and Ruth, and his name, is Obed, the firstborn. His name is Obed, and that name means servant of God. So when I say Yeshua will complete the law of Goel, what I mean by that is this. We, the whole of Israel, Jew and grafted in Gentile, we wait as a bride for the bridegroom to return. He is our kinsman redeemer. We wait, even as Tamar waited, for Shelah, But we know this, even as it was Judah himself who redeemed her, it will be God himself who redeems us through Yeshua. And he will redeem us completely. It's even as the apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome that we eagerly await the redemption of our bodies. We're waiting for that redemption, our redeemer to come, the kinsman redeemer. Yeshua will bring to completion the law of the Goel, the redeemer, which was always about him from the beginning. And there's one other thing to consider regarding the law of the Goel. Well, for, this, for our time's sake, I'll have one, one more thing for you to consider. When it comes to the Samaritan woman at the well... I've always kind of just fell in line with the teaching and understanding that she was a promiscuous woman. And, you know, the cultural taboo was that Yeshua was associating with such a woman. And, and we know, certainly, Messiah did interact with societal outcasts and sinners. There's there's no doubt. And he reflected God's love to them. And he called them to repentance and restoration. To turn back, to return to God. Read John 4 again. And as you do, please consider this. The woman whom Yeshua tells he knows she has had five husbands, and the man she's with now is not her husband. That woman was not a bed hopping woman in constant, unfaithful, ungodly relationships because think think about this if we process this, the Samaritan people who end up listening to her and you know following what and having interest in following what she said if she was this woman of ill repute, if she was either a prostitute or just a promiscuous woman, how much stock would the people of that town put in the word of such a woman? It's not likely that they would pay her any mind and so when she reports to, to them her interaction with Yeshua. But if she is a woman whose five husbands were brothers, each fulfilling the law of the Goel, all of whom died, without whom left an heir to the family. And she is now with a man, a stranger, outside of that family because there's no more kinsmen. The man she is with now is not her husband, tying to the man she first married. Yeshua is not calling her out, I don't believe, for being Pardon my language. I don't think he's calling her out for being a whore or a slut, but he is telling her he knows of her struggles, whether she is a barren woman or just had not conceived with each of the kinsmen redeemers. Failing, they each failed to truly redeem her. He introduces himself to this woman as the redeemer. He introduces himself to her as Messiah, her true kinsman, redeemer who will complete all of it. How awesome is Adonai Elohim. He is our redeemer. And I know even as Job wrote, my redeemer lives and my eyes will behold him and not another. Father, thank you for redeeming us. Thank you so much for the law of the Redeemer and that Yeshua is the fulfillment of him. will complete that good work. Yeshua from Bethlehem, the house of bread. He is the bread of life. We need to let other hungry souls know where to find this bread. So let's tell them of the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua. He is the Redeemer. He restores and makes all things whole. Let's go out and give him heaven.